0: Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more Shelf Stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome back to Shelf Stories, channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so much for stopping by, for uh, thinking out loud, or I see an interesting internet conversation and I'd like to um, carry forward. Uh, the conversation here in my own comments. Sorry, uh, I welcome uh, every listener, every watcher to uh, join me and discuss. So uh, this was an interesting conversation that I saw from uh, James Hudson's channel. If you're not subscribed to James's channel, go ahead and check it out. It's a very cool uh, industry insider perspective. And I feel that James is very uh, you know straightforward, uh, you know, straight shooter when it comes to this stuff. So um, he had Alex on, Alex Radkiff from Board Game Co., uh, another person who I've interacted with frequently. Hi, Alex. <laughs> uh, and they talked about the difference between review content and preview content for board games. Uh, and they, you know, they went through it. Uh, and so, you know, kind of distinguishing, you know, what is a review? A review is, you know, independent thoughts uh, and opinions about a subject versus a preview, which is more, uh, you know, speaking from the perspective of a publisher. And that gets at the fundamental distinction, right? Am I watching a review or am I watching an ad? when I see a piece of board game content and people want to know the difference. And there is a skepticism that things that are called reviews are often just gussied up ads. So, you know, I think the conversation, tried to give some clarification, uh, introducing other concepts, you know, what's an overview, what's an impression. I see a lot of content creators uh, trying to, you know, find the right word, find the right way to communicate what they're doing uh, as a way to kind of, you know, attend to this consumer skepticism of uh you know pieces of content about board gaming so on the one hand you know valuable to continue the conversation on the other hand (laughs) i mean i think every single creator uh of any kind of you know they they build up a, a library of content addresses this at one point or another and i'm wondering if it's really you know, doing anything to do the central thing, which is kind of assuage skepticism uh, and build consumer trust. So uh, I come at this you know, from a unique perspective. I'm a marriage therapist and I deal with this all the time. The distinction between offering more truth and having it be received in a spirit of trust. Truth does not necessarily lead to more trust. So I, I, as an example, I have a lot of uh, couples. We live in the age of, of, you know, phones and, you know, give me your phone. Uh, let me see what's going on in your phone. Why are you talking to her? Why are you liking this one's picture? Uh, I, you said that you were hanging out with them, but were you really hanging out with them. Da, 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 da. And, you know, the, the, the one person uh, is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I can't. Have, have all the surveillance. That this is what I'm doing. And it doesn't seem to assuage the trust, you know, because they're operating on kind of separate tracks over there. So that comes out in the board gaming space, like, oh, uh, this person uh, is really good friends with Isaac uh, who made Gloomhaven, so how can I trust their review of Gloomhaven? Uh, I see that they're always liking each other's uh, videos and appearing on, you know, their own uh, Instagrams, and they're all kind of clicky and together, so how can they be uh, honest with one another? Or uh, one of my personal favorites, like, you you know, someone will post a review or I'll post a review, how many times did you play it? Did you play it enough? Uh, do uh, we get a, a well-rounded perspective and you can only get that from multiple plays? So how many times did you play it? And <laughs> it's like, you know, um, every time I see something like that, uh, I think of, you know, that question, how do I know? Uh, the consumer is asking, how, can I, how do I know if I can trust you? How do I know if I can trust you? Who remembers the old Whitney song? How do I know if you're not a show? That's the thing, right? We're all chills, or we're all clicky, and really, when we offer all this, what well, we say is review content. The skepticism is that we're offering ad content, and I just don't feel like more truth is getting us where we need it to be. Yes, we we gotta keep on trying that thing, but I think that a a separate track and a separate tactic is a little bit more necessary that focuses specifically on building trust. So we're going to shift the paradigm a little bit, a a little bit away from kind of definitional truth-telling aspect to more of an explicit trust-building on the part of consumers uh, and creators. So I think a lot of consumers, and I've I've seen this uh, message pretty frequently, uh, would like for creators to adopt more of a journalistic aspect. It's kind of the role we play. We're journalists. And I, you know, that is not uncomplicated for me. I'll share a little bit about that towards the end of the video. But the values of journalism uh, would—I think—that consumers would like to see us, you know, reflect on those and manifest those a little bit uh, more explicitly. So, uh, what are they? Um, Number one, an acknowledgement that there is an adversarial relationship between publishers and consumers. As creators, uh, most of the creators I know are happy people. You know, uh, we're joyful. We're enthusiastic. We want to, you know, be friends with everybody. We want to be friends with people uh, that you know follow our stuff, and you know, we play games with. We also want to be friends with publishers because they're people too. And I do not uh, hide the fact that I have a lot of friends uh, as publishers, people whom I'm happy to call friends. Uh, really, really great people, you know, like minded and all that kind of thing. Uh, so that is uh to a consumer that's like oh no uh so i think you know from that perspective it's not you know the, the community stuff is fine but at the end of the day it's about the money it's a limited resource and who gets control of the money and who has the say so there so from a consumer perspective they want to maximize the value that they get for their money, they're willing to spend it. <laughs> They've got disposable income, uh, but can do we get maximum value for the money versus the publisher interest, which is give me the money, you know? And there's uh, scrupulous ones and less scrupulous ones, but for the most part, down the line, even though you know the most assiduous business person is a business person. If the bottom line doesn't make sense, then they can't run their business. So sales—that's the bottom line. So that is adversarial, and. You know, uh, I think just doing as much as we can to acknowledge that reality that a lot of consumers think that we're in that mindset would help us, Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, integrity. What a consumer wants to know is, do we reflect the same opinions, the same vibe, the same, you know, uh, everything when the camera's on and when the camera's off? Uh, The way I heard it in a comment once, is you know you're on screen and you're saying the happy stuff about a game and then the, the instant the camera goes off oh what a piece of garbage i can't believe i had to do that <laughs> and you know so uh, sometimes that's a difficult thing because we're so online uh, and a lot of our thoughts kind of come out there so you know we put out a video and we say a certain thing but then in another chat uh, we're saying a different thing and it's like well what am i supposed to believe there Uh, so somehow flagging to the, uh, consumer that integrity is a value, uh, that we take that seriously. That's number two. Number three is independence. Are we independent? I just said that I am friends, uh, with publishers. I have worked for publishers. I've taken their money. Uh, I am a cultural consultant, uh, for a lot of games and, you know, I think the way forward on that is transparency. Like every time I consult for somebody or, uh, you know. Uh, even like review copies of games that's through a practice in a one-stop co-op shop to let y'all know that we got the review copy uh, of the game. Uh, so, you know, to flag for people, you know, what is our level of independence? And some of the skepticism comes from, again, uh, the click- clickiness. Uh, how independent can we possibly be from publishers if they were liking all their posts and we show up at their tables <laughs> at conventions and hanging out with them all the time? So... Acknowledgement of the adversary relationship, integrity, and independence. Those are the values I think that consumers are looking for. All right, so uh, we have those values. The next step is how do we communicate those values? I mean, people have to know that we hold these things. Uh, you know, how do I know? <laughs> Love that song. Uh, okay, so. I think that happens in uh, two different ways, and it happens within the context of this adversarial relationship. That's really the baseline uh, that kind of shapes a lot of this stuff, at least from a consumer perspective. Okay, so one way is being willing to be critical, being willing to be negative. So, you know, let's say you have a whole bunch of reviews, a whole bunch of content that's so positive about a game. Oh, this is the greatest game. And, you know, you'll love it. It's worth your money, blah, blah, blah. But then you have a creator or two who will go against the grain. And, oh, here are the criticisms. Here are the nitpicks. Here's the, you know, uh, the, the shortcomings. And this is the, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the idea being that the, from a consumer perspective, that, that uh, person that is willing to put the negative out there is deemed as more honest because they're playing within that adversary relationship they're trying to take our money we want to keep our money as much as we can or get the maximum value from it and that person that's willing to be negative it's willing to be critical cares about that cares about me as a consumer Uh, so this is the conversation and i don't want to put my friend james on blast he is my friend I, i you know i like the dude a lot um and but i will say honestly um watching that review versus preview video i think On some level, James wanted to have this discussion about negativity. It bothers him so much. It it bothers him how negative the hobby can be sometimes. And uh, I actually, I think this was legitimate. I think there are maybe some creators uh, out there that kind of make a brand of it. You know, I'm willing to stand up and I, you know, assert my independence because I'm so negative. And it comes to a point where you're not gaining consumer trust anymore. You're kind of pandering. There's a line here, you know, like there's a a willingness to be truthful and that's fine. Uh, But when the brand becomes, I'm willing to be negative, is that trust building anymore? Or is that just, you know, building up your own community? So I don't know, but that's a definite conversation that, you know, needs to be put in there when it comes to negative stuff. But for the most part, I think uh, from a consumer perspective, it's not about the, uh, you know, the, the big shows of independence. It's not about the attention that, oh, well, uh, negativity is more inherently attention getting. It is, it is. Uh, But I think when it comes to just that, you know, day to day dealing with consumers, the main thing for a consumer is that negativity is reassuring. Negativity is trust building, especially in this environment where there's a lot of positivity, where there's a lot of hype. You know, I, I like to say, you know, if hype is the engine, cynicism is the exhaust where you have a lot of hype, you're gonna have a lot of cynicism. And in that environment, then someone who's willing to be critical is going to reassure at least a portion of the consumer fan base. I'll tell you right now, I think that is the main difference, uh, a main uh, point of friction between you know what consumers want and what creators uh, want and what's sustainable for us. Most of us don't like to be negative. We just don't. We don't. We're not filled by it. We're not, uh, you know, satisfied. You know, if we shoot down a game, it isn't this wonderful thing that gives us pleasure. Um, uh, last year or the year before, I had Ben Maddox, the uh, Five Games for Doomsday, on the show. Uh, he actually articulated that he kind of likes being negative. He likes coming up with, you know, you know biting turns of phrase. This game is ball shrinkingly bad, or you know, all, all sorts of uh, stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, I respect that, and that's cool uh, a cool way to approach stuff, but that's not most creators that I've experienced. Most of us want to be positive. We, we're here for positive reasons. Uh, when we have a steady stream of negative games, uh, we don't have an incentive to keep going because we're not paid for this. You know, if we were paid, sure, that's our job. We don't you know, suck it up and do it, but you know, most of us, it's not. And so a lot of us do, You know, if we find a game that we don't like, we'll pass on it. Uh, which is what gives the impression that we love everything and we're shills because we don't produce, many of us don't uh, produce primarily negative content. So, But that's on the creator side, that's what has to, you know, that's what has to happen for us to even sustain our presence. So you know, I guess this is my own uh, kind of version of truth telling, letting people know this is what the consumer wants, but this is the creator perspective as well. It's not because we want to be shilling, but we're just trying to be sustainable out of our love of a hobby so speaking of that uh so that's the negative side the emphasizing of the negative how do we uh creators create trust in that, in a positive way so many creators are successful at this they build their own communities and you know for whatever reason uh you know people resonate or they do you know giveaways they're generous uh you know with their time and attention and you know, they involve the fans they they find ways uh to cultivate positive community and you know that helps those creators you know build a following build trust and you know, be able to sustain themselves that way uh, my one kind of th- thought about that is there are some consumers out there and i think there's many consumers out there that don't this isn't a community thing for them board gaming is one amongst a number of different hobbies so they won't be part of any kind of community building so they're coming in uh, so imagine that there's a consumer and, you know, you all you're doing is coming into a shop, you're not listening to a whole bunch of stuff and you're not doing a bunch of research, you're coming in. What do you see? You see a hobby awash in positivity, people that don't, that that refuse to cover negative games on a consistent basis. So the effect is a bunch of positive stuff. And then every once in a while, you'll see like a pinprick, a point <laughs> of something critical i shouldn't say that it's a, uh, it's there there's, there's plenty of political stuff out there it's just uh you know relative to the volume of you know happy stuff um it's a little bit difficult so from a consumer perspective uh even the people that spend time build community that way mm, might not influence them so much so i don't know if that's a way to totally avoid the issue of cynicism in our hobby so that's the framework that i've used uh you know, thinking about these issues uh, evolved uh, after six years. I've been doing this for six years. And I think I've done an episode on this every single year. <laughs> just evolving my thinking about it. And I hope that uh, I want to offer to people as a framework. And, uh, you know, to a way to kind of navigate some of the friction. So, you know, creators and consumers tend to be uh, not on different sides. This is a little war, but we just want different things. Uh, con- uh, creators tend to be enthusiasts. We, what we do this because we're enthusiastic. We want to build a sense of community. And consumers are they want to save their money and have value uh, uh make sure they get value for their money so that can be at cross purposes sometimes it's worth it to just uh, be aware of that so where does that leave me as a reviewer um, i will admit i am a little exhausted with the consumer mindset so i continue to review games and i you know, try to be as analytical as possible I try to offer a lot of value but i think that It's tough because I'm generally a positive, happy guy, even when I'm, you know, being a little bit critical of a game. It's, you know, well, this is, this might work for some people, this might not work for other people, and I don't get to that nitpicky level, or, uh, you know, I don't kind of engage in negativity for its own sake, and it gives me no pleasure to roast a game at all whatsoever. So I had to, you know, wrestle with that, because I was at a point a couple of years ago where You know i'm hearing the things like oh i gotta try to be a little bit more critical and negative with my games just so people can trust and i had someone say to me i won't say who uh they said jason your reviews are too positive uh yeah not every game is great how are people going to trust your opinion and i don't know something just kind of broke uh and i'm like you know what am i doing what a killjoy that kind of sentiment is if I want to do this, I'm just going to do this uh, the way I want to do it. I will be continue to be analytical. I will not be anything dishonest. I will not gas up a game that I don't think deserves it. But at the same time, if I find something positive, then I'm going to play it up and I'm going to be an enthusiast. So I, that's how I define myself. I'm an enthusiast of games. It's not the same thing as a journalist. I am not a journalist. Just did a whole video on the values of journalism just to tell you that I'm not one. <laughs> how wonderful is that? I think it was worth it for me to go through that journey. It was worth it for me to consider that perspective, consider what consumers want, and ultimately to let people know that if they're expecting a like a lean towards negativity, they're they're kind of not going to get it from me. Uh, I'm very specific with what I cover nowadays. I've really t- um, you know um, stripped down what I cover. I re- it's really only cooperatives and a couple of solo games from me. Uh, cooperatives are my jam i love co-op games even games that are mediocre i will at least find some joy in it uh primarily because i you know it's like pizza (laughs) even bad pizza is pretty good to me so you know if that makes you happy if that appeals to you then that i just at the very least i can offer people that integrity that i am giving my honest opinion even if it's pretty happy and enthusiastic Uh, So that's how I've landed. I hope that I've given people tools to uh, think about this issue. And really, at the end of the day, how do we build trust should be the central question for us creators. If you can change your mind, you can change the world, people. So until next time, hey everybody. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com onestop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.